This is the Growlers Nation podcast, the official podcast of the Newfoundland Growlers. And now, here's your host, Growlers play-by-play voice, Chris Ballard. Hello, Growlers Nation, and welcome back to episode two of the Growlers Nation podcast. I'm Chris Ballard, play-by-play voice of the Newfoundland Growlers. So happy to have you here again for our second episode, our training camp episode. I'm super excited. We're here in Brampton, Ontario, uh, in the midst of our training camp as we speak. Uh, it, it feels like it's the first week of school. I'm so fired up to see all my buddies and everyone's wearing their new duds for the new season. It's awesome. I absolutely can't wait uh, to get started. We have a great show lined up for you. Uh, before we get into the details, uh, for First, I want to give a big thank you to all of you out there in Growlers Nation uh, for tuning in, uh, for all your support for this podcast. Uh, Really glad you guys seem to enjoy it, and uh, we're going to be even giving you more of your questions and answers uh, with our guests moving forward, starting today, starting right now, I will introduce our first guest, our first guest, he's our only guest of the day, but he's a good one, Uh, my friend and yours, uh, the pride of Thunder Bay, Ontario, Mr. Todd Skirving. Todd, thanks for jumping on with me today, my friend. Thanks for having me on, Bells. Lots to talk about here. Uh, before we get into all the new season stuff, I mean, let's uh, one last time, I guess, uh, reminisce on the year that was uh, obviously winning the Kelly Cup back in June. Uh, one of the biggest things to ever happen in the sporting scene uh, in the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. Now that the dust has settled and we're turning the page, you're just about to. I mean, what, uh, what memories, what are you going to take away from uh, that run there back in June? Uh, I think there's a lot you could take away from uh, last season, but I think uh, the biggest thing is just the group of guys that we did it with, uh, yeah. from the coaching staff to the management to obviously the, you know, game day staff, For uh, sure. and then the players in the locker room. We uh, we battled together all year like brothers, and uh, to be the last team standing at the end was something I don't think any of us will ever forget, and uh, we'll walk together forever for, because of that. I love that. I'm literally, I just got goosebumps. I love, no, but you're absolutely right, man, and this is the kind of thing, as you look years down the road, who knows, none of us may as if I had anything to do with it. Uh, we may never, ever win another championship again, but that kind of immortalizes all of us together. Is there any particular, I asked this uh, to James Melindy in our episode one podcast, was there a moment either in the regular season or in the playoffs where you thought, take a step back and I actually think we're going to do this. I think we have the team to go all the way. Did you have one crystallizing moment? I don't know if I had a, a one specific moment. I know when I got here, the first or the second week I missed the first few games coming over from Atlanta, just the practice, the tempo of the practice was something I'd never been a part of in this league. The speed of the team and the skill of the team, I just kind of thought to myself, I was like, wow, this is a strong team. You know, we got all the, we have the recipe for success. It's just coming together at the right time. And then, you know, at the beginning it was win one, lose one. And then, yeah. then we went on that tear a little bit there. And it was evident of what we could do when we play the way we're supposed to play. For and sure. I think just even then I was kind of thinking, you know, we keep like keep it up like this all season long. I mean, we could do damage in the playoffs. And then there was a couple of tests throughout the year with injuries. For sure. Uh, different styles of teams, right? I mean, playing bigger South teams. And, you know, we were handling them, I thought, you know. Very well. Very well. Better than I thought maybe we were going to handle it. And I think that added a, a different edge to our game, you know, with the physicality, for yeah. example, us being a fast and uh, skilled team. So to add the physicality to our game, I thought, uh, made us a little bit more dangerous. And, you know, we just... You know, maybe finished off a little bit the way we didn't want to finish. You know, we just we clinched uh, the division there, and uh, it was kind of everyone was excited for the playoffs. So we might have looked to past a couple games there, but you know, once playoffs started, we hit the ground running, and everyone was excited. And like I said, I think we just came together at the right time, and we were very, very close team, closest team I've ever been a part of, even 
compared to even my college teams. So I think everyone wanted to play for each other. No one wanted to let each other down. Everyone just wanted to go to battle every day, no matter who was in the lineup. The next man up was ready to go to do whatever they can to help the team win. And I, I think that's why we were so successful, just sticking together through all the adversity, whether it was traveling or late nights or tough games, tough stretches. I mean, we never got too high, I don't think, and I don't think we ever got too low. We just kind of even keeled the entire season. I think that was huge for us, uh, you know, at the end of the day. No, you're absolutely right. No, I love reliving uh, all these moments, but I do think it is time to indeed turn the page. We're here uh, in Brampton, uh, training camp in Mississauga this week. How's that going? Uh, so far, so good. I think, uh, you know, we got a lot of returning guys. I think we have, what, 10 or 11 this year? Yeah, 10, 10 guys, 11, I think. And then, and then you get the guys coming down from the Marlies, and then you get the guys coming in, you know, on tryouts who are, you know, honestly are very capable of making this Absolutely. team. Absolutely. So I think everyone's doing a good job of just pushing each other to be better. And, you know, we're, we're using as every guy is capable of being on this team right now. So we're just trying to get better every day. And like I said, it's it started, you know, a couple of days ago, and now we're in a couple of days in, and we're just trying to work hard and, like I said, the ultimate goal is obviously getting better as individuals, but as a team every day to uh, obviously, you know, capture another Kelly Cup, and that's going to be our goal again this year. Are you how looking forward to opening night? Are you uh, very excited? You know, it's uh, it it's, it was a short summer, but it, it almost feels now that we're here in training camp, it feels like it's been a little long, and you know, you just you want to get past the preseason games this weekend, and you know, use those as gauges, and you know, to, to fine tune your game, and hopefully hit the ground running for opening night. I mean banner will be raised and like you said it'll be a uh, closing one chapter and starting another one i think and i think that's gonna be a great night for uh not just uh, the returning guys but even the guys that weren't part of it last year you know it's it's not easy to win a championship and them to see that go up uh, on opening night i think I, it's gonna add a little spark to them and hopefully again we can make another run well, i hope you're right and, and i think you might be right uh, just i love the way the team is shaping up and looking on the ice the compete level is high spirits are high and, and it feels eerily like it was this time last year not going to get too far down that path certainly but it's certainly exciting at this time of year and, and it's most exciting too because and the part of this i like the most our guys yourself included have been on the ice together for a while you were at marley's camp yeah, yeah, I was fortunate enough to go to Marley's camp. I know some guys started out in Prospects camp, and then they had to go to Leafs camp, and then they had to go to Marley's camp before they even come to Growler's camp. But, no, the Marley's camp was uh, another great experience. I was able to go two uh, years ago this year. I, I stuck around for the whole week, which is great, um, just to be around the guys that are eventually going to be at the Growlers and get to know them and, you know, kind of how they are and uh, create those relationships early before our season even starts. So it was a good experience. You know, uh, uh, Lawrence there and uh, Dubas have a great I mean, that's a great organization. Incredible. And uh, Sheldon Keefe does a great job with our prospects when they go up and down. And I have to give a plug to the training staff because they really took care of me that For week. For sure. Uh, Burns and his dad and Kegger and Jordan and Trevor. I mean, the, the thing about this organization is they care about you as a person. You're, you're not just another number. You're not just another player. They want to develop you as a player, but also a person. And it's... It's nice. It makes going to the rink every day exciting because you just feel like one big family no matter. I'm, yeah. I mean, I wasn't at Leafs camp, but I'm sure it's even better there if that's possible right down to the marley's right to the growlers i mean from top to bottom bottom to top as i said when i was there is everyone's a family here if you're part of the you know leafs organization you're all in i love it i absolutely love it 
I think we can roll right into our fan question and answer session here. We had a lot of, uh, you're a popular guy, Scurves. We had uh, uh, a lot of questions come in for, uh, for you from uh, around the, the Twitterverse, from our uh, hashtag Growlers Nation uh, fan club almost. Uh, we're going to jump right in, and this is we're going to have some fun here. At JohnBoyNL asks, who is the greatest New York Yankee of all time? And I will preface this for the fans who may not know. Todd is obviously, you're a giant Yankee. Fan, maybe the biggest I know. Yeah. If I were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, a Millionaire, and there was a Yankees question, you would be my phone a friend. You, yep. I. So you get one answer. I'm going to be a, a stickler on this. Who is the single? You can't give me like your top five yeah. single greatest Yankee of all time and why? There's plenty of great Yankees. It's a tough question. I will give you one though, and I'm going to go with Derek Jeter, the captain, because uh, growing up, that's who I watched. I mean, I was a baseball yeah. player, hockey player, and I obviously chose hockey as the time came, but. My dad played pro fast pitch, and he kind of got me on the Yankee bandwagon when I was younger. And I, I don't mind telling it now, but he lied about his age to uh, play in the states to play pro fast pitch when he was younger. So Stop. He, yeah, so he uh, he left home just to do that. So um, definitely Derek Jeter, though he's one of the greatest. I uh, watched him growing up. Uh, it's not even so much as a player, but as a person, what he did in the community, how he represented that organization with class, absolutely everywhere he went, and uh, how well respected he was, not just of his team but the entire league and the baseball world. So it kind of honestly rubbed off on me and just how I go about my day. I mean, I know it's a different sport, but he's someone I kind of looked up to growing For up. For sure. Someone you try to mold yourself uh, after. That's all. Awesome. You ever meet him? No, I didn't ever, never got to meet him. I have. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Actually, I was, we were on a, I was on a hockey trip in, uh, in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was right before Christmas. I don't mind sharing. Cause I think this is a super cool story. Um, and we, I was in the elevator at like the hotel in downtown Kalamazoo and I was on like the floor just below like the top floor mm-hmm. where the suites and the real nice rooms are. And we were just getting on going to dinner. And so it was myself and like the trainers and uh, coaching staff got on the elevator and there was this dude on the elevator and spoiler alert, it was Derek Jeter <laughs> and, and in my mind, we get on the elevator and there's this dude there and he's, and it's, looks like Derek Jeter. In the back of my mind, I'm like, man, this is, this looks just like Derek Jeter, but there's no way he's on an elevator in Kalamazoo, Michigan, like two days before Christmas. And sure enough, um, I got to, got to Googling after and he was, he's from Battle Creek. I'm sure, you know, yep. you've read all the back of his baseball cards <laughs> and, uh, and that was Jeter. He was, he was in our hotel and I was, I gave him the wink and the nod and the, and that's yep. like the coolest thing I've ever done in my whole life. <laughs> Derek pretty, Jeter. That's, that's my cool Derek experience. Jeter story. Didn't have a pen on me or else uh, I surely would have had to get something signed. Oh, so sure. at John Boy NL, the answer is Derek Cheater unequivocally respect gotta love it the thank captain. you for that one John boy at Rod Zdebiak he's a great uh, season ticket holder and I hope I pronounce his name right Rod Z is what I call him he asked a question that I am ashamed that I've never asked you before where does your nickname come from and a lot of people have found that out through social media your nickname is Wardy um <laughs> Where, where does that come from, not, Todd? Probably not ideal in everyone's minds, but uh, when I when I was growing up, I had a word on my finger, and my dad just started calling me Wordy. And uh, actually, <laughs> that's it, nice of him. So it, there, there was a time though when I was young, I came out. I was very like I was like premature baby. I was very small, so my my grandma called me Little Wart. Yeah. So it kind of started then, but then it disappeared for several years, and then all of a sudden a wart popped up my finger for about ten years, and. It came back and it stuck and, uh, you know, the guys kind of give me gears here, especially Marcus Power. He probably drops the wordy bomb several times a day. 
you'd hear it across the ice, across the locker room, and he's always getting me going. So, yeah, that's where it came from. Not, it's kind of simple, but, I mean, that's just how it And it's it stuck. Yeah, it's stuck. Guys still, like, still uh, call you that? I think Marcus started calling – guys will call me it every now and then because Marcus, I think, saw it on through my dad's Facebook. So right. So that's why it sticks. And then I, I get called Squeaks as well, too, or Squeak. Uh, my grandpa's nickname was Squeaks because he uh, – worked on the railroad so he had to fix the squeaks on the railroad so get out squeak squeak squeaks and then went down to my dad and his brothers and now some of my that's dad's cool. friends and older people call me squeaks because i'm you know the younger one coming up now so it's kind of that's another one that i get called but awesome no i i will there's a part b to this question for for me and i know pour it on is like the it seems to be the scurving family motto <laughs> yeah. is there is there anything behind that is there an origin story to that or is it just something that you guys just kind of gravitated towards honestly it's something my dad started doing uh facebook i uh, love it always said pour it on like, like basically go get them or yeah yeah the game pour it on i mean he's posting it saying it everywhere so it's my dad's saying he's been saying it for a long time now and yeah, that's just came from my dad, and it's something that he's kind of stuck with and hasn't changed from it. I love it, and and I have befriended your old man on Facebook. Shout out to Squeaks, he's a beauty. I love it. Before every game, I feel like he tags all the boys he's friends with. It's like, oh, oh yeah. go get him, Bals, go get him, pal. You yeah. know, he he's a part of the team. It feels like I love your dad. Major shout out. Yeah, he's a big he's a big social media, especially Facebook. He's on Facebook probably more than I am. So yeah, no, he he enjoys it and. Uh, he loves getting the boys going, too, though. He gets a good kick out of it. Love it. Awesome. Great question there from Rod Z. Moving right along to at Mike SW Coast 2004. This is not a hockey question. A simpler one. What would be your ideal pizza toppings? Um, I do like the new oven. Uh, what is it? Oven brick or? Brick oven. Brick oven pizzas. Those are pretty good. So I, I, I don't mind trying new ones, but my go-to is just always pepperoni mushroom. Simple. That's it. Love it. I mean, I can get. I mean, I enjoy other pizzas too. But sure. At the end of the day, if I get a pizza, there's pepperoni, mushroom on it. I got my meat. Got my mushrooms because I like mushrooms. And done. That's it. That's it. Simple enough. Simple. Is pizza a go-to, say, cheat day meal for you? Yeah, I. That's usually what I'll do uh, this summer too. Is with my parents. Is we'd either order it, but there were some times where we'd go, uh, and just make it homemade and put it in the oven, and it's a nice change up every now and then. So I don't mind green peppers as well, too. Ooh, because then you get your greens in, you know. So it's that's you're, right. You're, it's all about squeezing the greens you're, in. You're cheating, but you're getting some vegetables, you know, like a little green in there. So that's the only way out. my wife can get mushrooms into my body is yeah. if she just like chops them up so fine that I can't even tell they, they're yeah, there. Don't even know. So, yeah, love yeah. it, love it. The little cheat day, uh, yeah. sneaky veg. Yeah, absolutely. A mystery listener. I has a question for you. Uh, someone I know we are both familiar with asks the question, what is the best conference in college hockey? You were a college graduate. You played your days in the NCAA. Uh, I have a feeling this person knows that. Uh, that's a, a pointed question, but I, I know you have an answer. I'm just going to go with the Atlantic Hockey Conference because that's where I played, and uh, we stick together in that conference. So, uh, aha for life. Uh, we got a couple on our team. There's me, Fergie, Pools. And, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, there's a lot. I um, so honestly, probably not the top college conference, but we, <laughs> we like to think we are. We like to have. I love we it. have good laughs. I mean, obviously the NCHC hockey. I mean, college hockey though is becoming. Uh, you know, you can kind of win on any given night. Everyone's starting to you know kind of even out now. Yeah. Obviously, the bigger schools get a little more money, but uh, Atlantic Hockey Conference has definitely grown. I know they've been in the tournament the past couple of years and won those first first couple of games. So, yeah. Um, For the fans who may not be super familiar, because I know in Canada it's it's not. 
the easiest hockey to follow. It's not what's on Sportsnet or TSN or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the teams in the conference? Just that might kind of help lay uh, it out for my people. My conference is kind of like uh, Atlantic was Air Force, um, had uh, Army, Niagara, Sacred okay. Heart, Bentley, RIT, and uh, trying to think, Holy Cross. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah. <laughs> It's like homework. I'm trying to remember. It's like a test right now. I'm trying to remember who's in the conference. AIC, like AIC, for example, used to be. I remember when my freshman year, they were at the bottom of college hockey. They were kind of just. I mean, there's it, games that you guaranteed win, and last year they did something special. They won the regular season, the playoffs, and they went an upset at the tournament, won the first game. Get out. And yeah. So I mean, that's what I mean. The the thing about college hockey too is is it's evening out. The major junior guys on the growl here give me give me the gears all the time because I won couple like we won a couple conference championships so we got yes. a couple rings and they would give me the gears how easy it is you only got to win like four or five games but <laughs> it, in terms of on your body maybe it's a little bit easier but the thing is is one mistake it's in the back of your net and that could be the game it might be a one nothing game so in the single elimination games it's it's tough like it, you can't have any slip-ups because you don't get a second third fourth game it's it's one and done and if you're not ready to play the it's not always the best team yeah. throughout the year it's a team who's ready to play that game so that's awesome yeah so, to continue that conversation, what conference would say Mercyhurst be in? Oh, yeah, I missed them, eh? I didn't say them, did I? Atlantic Hockey. Oh, that is. I, yeah. I actually didn't know. I was not trying to put you on the yeah, spot. No, no but that is, that is leading. Uh, that's perhaps a clue as to which of your former Growler teammates uh, may have asked you that question. Definitely would occur. Wits, for sure. My roommate, you know. Oh, I didn't know you were rooming yeah, with him. Yeah. No, Hudson Elnick, uh, my roommate for the year he was up with the marlies at the time so i got right. wits for a bit and we had some good times and like i said the aha boys stick together god love him shout out to to wits there yeah. he 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 dm'd me on twitter <laughs> that's obviously who it was yeah. uh so shout out uh, to him for for tuning into episode one and for giving us some content here for uh episode two we got a couple of Similar questions from a couple of different people, and I'll get you to to kind of answer both iterations. At Murphy2NL and at Kelly Brown 27 both ask a version of what are your favorite cities uh, to play in, in the ECHL, both playing for that team and as uh, as a visitor on the road. I I really enjoyed, obviously, St. John's just because of the year we had, uh, just the people we had. So playing in St. John's, I definitely enjoyed last season. I'm looking forward to it again this season. Playing, uh, enjoyed obviously playing in Orlando. Of course. You know, state of the art building, uh, great fan base, great people there as well. So that's definitely another good one as a home player. And then Toledo, I mean, you, you hate to be the visiting team because oh, yeah. you get, you definitely hear it, but it's a really cool uh, atmosphere. And uh, I'd probably say those would be my three, top three anyway. I'm trying to think who else we played last year, but that's. Well, we, a lot of travel, a lot of teams. I mean, I never ever really you have that hate for Florida, you know, being at they're a good team and you have to have that respect and hate for them. So playing there too, you know, when we went there and even the playoffs, you know, you have that better taste and it, it's always fun, you know, beating them in their own barn because the fans are pretty hostile there too. So uh those games are fun. I, I Adirondack, I don't know why we, we could had no success against them last yeah. year in their barn, but it was like a greasy place to play because the fans are on they're on top, top of you. you. They're on top of you, and they're giving it to you from warm-ups till the minute you walk in the tunnel at the end of the game. But is so, that a good thing? I, I enjoy it. Sometimes it kind of gets you more engaged, wakes you up. It's like a smack in the face, and you just kind of go out the ice and 
you just kind of use it to your thing. advantage. But yeah, those are some of the rinks that I enjoyed playing. I mean, everything. Every rink has something different. Right? I agree. It has you know something I mean? to offer. Yeah, There's exactly. no like black hole. Like yeah. I absolutely dread going to this place. Yeah. This is a good league in a lot of cool, funky towns. Yeah, they're not all your Cincinnati's. They're not all major league towns. There's mm-hmm. a lot of really neat cities in yeah. this league that are a lot of fun to watch. Any any particular city you're looking forward to going to this season? Like I've never been to say Utah. I'm yeah. pumped for that trip. What um, about you? Well, yeah, that's I played there for two weeks uh, my first year. Two got, weeks! Got bounced around a little bit, but uh, I never really got to explore, so I know we'll be there for a couple of days. That's a nice area. That's where Melindy played for that's a, a right. season two. So it'll just be different because we don't normally go out that way, so it's nice. Anytime we get out of division and out of conference, it's it's always fun. You, you know, you explore, get to do some sightseeing, and just get away from the rink a little bit. So that, that'll be fun, and Florida's always a good trip. Especially middle, the timing always yes. seems to work out. It's like yeah. the middle of February, yeah. I think. Get rid of the snow pants and throw on the shorts for a little bit, you know? It's felt like that this week here in Toronto, here in Mississauga, Brampton. We're all over the place here this week. Yeah. It's like cold at home, and it's like on the day that we're recording this today, it's like 30 degrees. Yep. Like I'm melting. We had to turn off the AC where we are here in order to, to get the audio just right for you guys, and I'm sweating right now. <laughs> yeah, so it's a warm one here today in uh, Brampton. So. Hey, it's, uh, it doesn't feel like hockey season uh, weather-wise here, but I know back home it already does. Yep. So you have that to look forward to <laughs> once you get back to the rock, let yep. me tell you. So thank you to at Murphy2NL and at KellyBrown27 um, for that question. We'll move on to Dean Cutler's question. Are there any pregame rituals that you do every game or every day? I, see, it's not even a ritual anymore, as I mentioned to you earlier. It's more like a routine. Like yeah. I, I do my, I get to the rink, usually one of the earlier ones there, and I change into my gear or my you know shorts and t-shirt and hoodie and read the scouting report, tape my stick. Then I go make my uh, hydration beverages, and <laughs> what do I do after that? I just kind of hang out, kill some time, and get a leg flush, and uh, roll out, and then team meeting, and ready to go. Um, stretch, sewer. Like I said, it, it it's all kind of routine. I do like to chew gum in warm ups. I don't like the double bubble that everyone uses because it makes me really thirsty. There's I just, a gum controversy in the locker room. Eh? <laughs> I just like the mint ones because it. Usually, I'm never nervous for a game, but I'm, I sometimes get really riled up and amped up to where my stomach's a little... Who, you? All over the place. It, more of excitement. So if I have like a mint gum during warm-ups, which I always do anyway, it'll settle Mint's that down. Mint's a soothing... Has some yeah. soothing properties so in there. So it'll, it'll settle my stomach down and then I'll be by, you know, game comes, I'm ready to go. It's like I said, I'm never nervous. It's just sometimes I'll be overexcited depending on what kind of game. Maybe it's just emotions running high or... You know what I mean? So I love watching you play when you're that amped up because I know, if, <laughs> especially if they if you get into the starting lineup or something like that, yeah. I'm like, oh, Scurves is going to go flatten someone. <laughs> like, just as an energy player like you are, I just yeah. know, is that something that you do? Like, you find that you do, you get so amped up and you're just like, oh, I got to go hit something. Yeah, though, I I enjoy I enjoy starting, to be honest. I mean, I, I, to, if I'm able to be in that opportunity or get that spot, it's, you know, it you, you don't want to play the first minute in your end. So Great men- point. Me- mentally, I, I'm thinking, win the draw, hopefully. Get it back to the D, get it in, and get right in on the four check, and start wearing them down right from the start, and basically kind of sets a tone that it's going to be a long night for the defense core and their entire team. So that's that's the only reason why I'm always running around at the beginning because I want to get you know our guys going as soon as possible because like it's it's a long game and if you get on them early, sometimes you win the game in the first five minutes. You know that's first true. I mean, you still got to finish the game out, but but I mean, there's something to be said for taking the wind out of the sails in the first yeah. two shifts of the game, yeah. something like that. Especially if a team comes in after a long road trip and they're like, oh, we got to deal with these guys again, and they're hitting now. It's just like I said, it adds a different element to the game, which is everyone is capable of doing. So 
you want to be hard to play against. I think the, that's what gives us the most success is when we're hard to play against. And now, historically, the Growlers, I think, have been quite hard to play against. So, yeah. And uh, hopefully it stays that way uh, coming up uh, on uh, our second season of existence. So thank you to Dean Cutler for that question. Uh, this question comes from me because I kind of had a hand in it. How was your day with the Kelly Cop? Um, I know it was a bit of a, a hassle trying to get it to you. So apologies there. It's uh, the, the thing got delayed in customs. And, and then I'm, uh, you invited everyone in Thunder Bay. It looked like it looked like you had an awesome day with it kind of tell me uh, tell me about your day with the cop i was good um thanks again for handling that because i i know it wasn't easy and it wasn't uh ah, it was tough it's about you stuff, guys so man it's not about us it was uh it was, it was very fun though i got the cup and went to the boys and girls club a family member works there and i was able to just share it with them briefly awesome. and uh you know kick off their uh, water day i guess they're having some kind of sprinkle like day out with for there. sure it was a I nice day it. and uh Kicked that off, and then I did some photos with my family at some of the places in town, the marina, the Hillcrest Park, just overlooking the city, yeah. just to get some nice professional photos. I saw those were awesome yeah, from photos. from James Marabelli, and he took good care of Shout us. Out. And uh, but I invited like you know people that supported me all the way through. I tried to get a hold of as many coaches as I could, and like I said, I brought it back to my house, set up some uh, you know memorabilia from the year, like the newspaper and all that, so fans can see. And awesome, um, my, all my old jerseys were on the fence, and I just set up a table with like some photos that I could sign and take pictures and my aunt who works at uh, the crocodile sandwiches in uh, thunder bay there she catered to it cool so we had like sandwiches and like a meat tray and cheese tray and like i said i just whoever could make it was a long weekend too so it was tough to get tons of people but we probably had 50 to 100 people stop by that's a great amount of people to show up so i had like newfoundland music playing the entire time and it was just more to catch up and just share the experience with everyone and then i had a draw as well um at the at the thing just as a way to like give back i just had to draw yeah. the stick couple signed photos so it was re- worked out really good because i was able to re- raise thirteen hundred dollars while celebrating the kelly cup for the boys and girls club so it was a, it was a good success and then man. like i said it was a long weekend and i i got lucky obviously compared to some of the guys so i had it another day <laughs> it's yeah. like, so i i was skating with lake at thunderwolves during uh, their training camp and i was like you know what i can go for a skate i had fun last night like skate it off <laughs> not a bad idea brought the cup there and shared it with them because you know they're part of it too they let me skate with them every year the coaching staff and they do a lot for me too so i just wanted to share with them they had a kick out of it and then uh went around town and, uh, stopped at the coney island i think that was one of the that is a question we will be getting to okay. well, we can we might as well segue into it right okay. now okay. there was a question i didn't initially have it on my list of questions because i thought it, there was possible that it could be an alienating question uh <laughs> and i'm gonna bring it up as we speak but i understand there are competing hamburgers in in the great city of thunder bay yes well, get me up to speed here. Uh, it's called, they're like Coney Burgers, Coney Dogs. Uh, there's one place called Coney Island and one place called McKellar Confectionery. And I mean, it's throughout the city, but those are the two main ones. But For I, sure. I think someone wanted to know who, where I would go, but uh, I would do Coney Island because it's in the heart of downtown Westport where I live. So nice. I've been at Coney Island since I my dad took me there. You know, when I have a good game, I get a burger, and it was great. <laughs> so I, I brought the cup in there, and um, I shared the cup with them, took some photos with them as well, and they were great they actually gave me the meal was on them for me and my family and uh, we had a good time and i ate a cup i ate the half and half which is like spaghetti with the coney sauce and beans wait what yeah out of the cup explain it it's literally just it's pasta with uh their coney sauce and beans what's coney sauce it's like a meat sauce and that that's that's what that's that's kind of that's what it is that's their go-to that's the signature yeah and uh trying to think what i did i think after that i actually 
took a nap because I was tired. <laughs> That's a busy day. And then uh, one of the guys works for um, on LU. He part-timed uh, with uh, Molson Canadian. He's like a Molson Canadian rep. So they had like an event with the team that night. So I just took it out with them and that was kind of the going out night and I just let them do whatever they kind of want with it. For and sure. At that point, I was like, I don't even know what else to do with it anymore. I was like, have fun, like share it with them and just have a fun night out with the guys and uh, the next morning, obviously dropped it off. So it was a cool experience. Like I said, I got way more time fortunately than some people You're but welcome. I tried yeah I tried to <laughs> try to make it as best I could not just for myself but I, like I said I tried to share it with literally everyone because um obviously being where I am today isn't possible without my parents family friends and a lot of people in the city of Thunder Bay it was pretty cool actually the former mayor of Thunder Bay showed up at the Kelly Cup party too and that was Stop. yeah it was pretty uh, it was a pretty cool experience Ken Boschkoff was there and yeah, so like I said, it's just the one thing about Thunder Bay is they, they love their hockey and uh, sure. they support all the local hockey players, whether it's college, junior. Because uh, they've had a handful of big NHL guys yeah. who have come home with the cup to yeah. the stalls. And was a summer, so he was That's there. right. Yeah, so. I forgot he was there. Yeah, so it was, it was a really cool experience. Like I said, it was just like just share it with everyone. It was you know. So was it like a big deal in fun, in Thunder Bay to come home with the cup? Like it, it seemed like there was definitely almost some fanfare for you. Oh, it was good. Like I, like I said, it definitely wasn't hyped up. Like no, it's not Stanley it's not Cup Stanley level. Cup, but um, you know, the people that have been kind of in my circle since day one like hyped it up kind of for me, and they were excited. Sweet. So like I said, it just made sharing it with them that much more special because you know they've been there since the beginning, supporting me and. Uh, helping me through so i was just happy i got to you know basically share it with them especially and my parents because like i said wouldn't be here without all of them obviously and, no kidding and, i mean i i might have been on the ice or you know with the team but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes no, and, absolutely you know, what we do every day here so no and and that kind of leads me into you i don't think you'd ever say this about yourself but i know that you know, with the leftover food that you did have from your event, I know that you took it to a to a shelter to, mm -hmm. you know, hand off. And and Todd, you maybe more than anyone I've come across in pro hockey, and I don't know that that whole community outreach piece seems to come more naturally to you. Like you you don't fake your way through it because you know it looks good on you. You do it because like you're a caring individual where does that come from for you what what's in it for you i know it's kind of a funny question to yeah. ask and answer but um, i i just i i'm very impressed by you honestly on a regular basis in st john's and in newfoundland you still you were the community player of the year with with the growlers last season obviously it's it's a big part of who you are as a person i just mm -hmm. i have to ask the question what's what's in it for you man no i appreciate that um it, like how it started was I was always the kid waiting for an autograph after a game. Yeah. And that's kind of where it started, where it's given back. As my dad said, remember when you're playing at a high level one day, there's going to be a kid waiting for you, and you better make sure you make the time of day for that kid because you know how special you feel now. So my mom and dad always kind of taught me that. That's so cool. And um, I just – it's just the, the way the world is nowadays. There's lots going on. A lot of people are dealing with stuff. And sometimes it's as simple as holding the door open for someone. Yeah. You know, you see someone, you say hi to someone. You know, you never know what someone else is going through. And it just kind of blossomed from that. Like, it it brings me, like, joy to see other people happy. Like, you know, at the end of the day, if you can make someone a difference in someone else's life, it could go a long way, like I said, because you never know what they're dealing with. For and sure. you know what? Maybe they'd make a difference in someone else's life. Maybe someone sees what I'm doing or what us as the Growlers organization does out in the community. And like, hey, like, I want to do that. I want to jump yeah. on board and I, I want to make a difference. And like, I, th I think it's just uh, contagious and it kind of spreads. So I think anytime you can do stuff like that, I think it's important. And, and like I said, it's not really for, for me. Like, it's I enjoy doing it, yeah. But, I mean, it's just... 
I there's been times you know through my life and you you know your family your friends you see they struggle and you never want people to be struggling in life like you you know especially when it happens to you at certain points in your life you know you know how awful it could feel at times and how you know dark it can get so you, you try to make a difference in other people's lives because you never want them to feel something that you might have felt or a family member or you know if someone passes away or whatever the case may be so I think it's and like I said, I enjoyed it. It's fun. You know, yeah. I, I think even last year, it wasn't so much like just me, but as I started doing it last year, you know, guys on the team were like, hey, like Scurves, like I want to come. Like I want to do that. That's so cool. And, it, it's, it, and even this year, like I had uh, I had a couple guys text me who were on the team this year again, and they said, hey, like let's let's do this this year. And, and they're sending me ideas. And wow. I'm like, that's great. I'm like, let's get on board. And I've been in communication with Kelsey, and I think we're going to have a really good year out in the community this year because I think it's important too. I mean, but that's what I mean. You've already made plans. Like yeah. the puck hasn't even dropped yet, and you're already wanting to get out there. Like, yeah, that's that's awesome. Like it's it's one thing to watch. I mean, I, we, I'm a Yankee fan. I watch all the guys all the time. It's different. It's another thing to see them out in the community and actually have a conversation with them. Yeah. You know, I mean, to have that personal conversation with someone, I think, creates that community kind of feel and family like thing. And that's what we want to do. I mean, in the Growlers organization, is I know this year we're gonna make a and make a thing of doing getting out more and getting engaged with the fans because you know they're part of it too I absolutely mean, you know you when we are when our place is rocking and the fans are juiced in there like it's fun to play in and it's hard for opponents to play in yeah and if it if it means us getting out in the community a little bit more and i mean i'm in a lineup so i have a little bit more leeway sure. for that. so it's it's another thing that i want to take you know leadership in is just like you know what i'm going to be in a lineup a little bit so days when i'm not in I'll go do something. Why yeah. not? I mean, it's it's my way of helping the team in a different way. Sure. There's, I mean, there's guys, you could score goals, you could block shots, which, you know, you do when you're in the lineup, but when you're not, you got to find other ways to, you know, make an impact. I mean, I, at least that's what I believe anyway. It's like, you're better off doing that than just sitting there and doing nothing. So, I mean, and, and I, like I said, I enjoy doing it and it, it's a lot of fun. So whatever I could do to help the team personally. And then, you know, obviously as guys come on board, I think it's a lot of fun. And it's not for everyone. No, it's not. Exactly. It, 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 it's not, it doesn't yeah. fit everyone's. Exactly. And that's totally fine. And I appreciate that. I mean, like not everyone's going to be like, Hey, let's, let's get up at nine in the morning and go do this. And you know, yeah, like, it's, it's tough. I mean, and different guys have different roles. So it, it's just about embracing like what you could bring to the table and trying to do it the best you can. And that's something that I enjoy. And that's, you know, something that I'm just going to try and do even more this year, obviously being it second year guy and take leadership in and then obviously uh, get out in the community and get to see the fans and you know like i said we're all in it together and we need every player every staff member every coach amen brother every fan we can get because we're gonna have a target on our backs this year <laughs> and it's it's gonna be a big one they didn't like us last year and they're not gonna like us at all this year so we need to do everything we can to win another championship and so. no, you're I and I we're we're setting up for success. I think you're absolutely right. And 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 further to the previous point, is that why you have, seem to have such a huge personal following as well? Because I know you have fans <laughs> from every city. It feels like we go in. There's a handful of people that you go and meet, or they take you out to dinner. And it, you like I've come out with your group because they listen to me to get mm -hmm. to follow you, and and they've roped me. And you seems like you have this also this wonderful group of people that follow you around. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can only assume it's because they also see the difference. Talk about some of these people. I, I know last time we went to Orlando, we all went out to you and myself and, uh, and Alex Cabranson mm -hmm. and your fan club. It was like there was like. Uh, 
a dozen people there they taking it oh, it was just awesome like just talk about some of those folks man yeah. I, I, they're awesome people yeah no they're just good uh, i was in atlanta utah and uh, orlando my first year so orlando has great fan base and, and like i said it was i just talked to them I, that's as it was easy as just making conversation with them like i said i i know how important it is um to, you know get back and just have those conversations i know i see what goes on online and i know they appreciate talking yeah. to the players i know it's not easy. You're in a professional rink. You don't get down to see the guys. So when you're out, it's just a simple five, 10 minute conversation and, and it sticks with them and they appreciate that. And I mean, I enjoy it myself and it's just creating those relationships, whether it's in Orlando, uh, there's a good, good group there. Uh, Atlanta, I had uh, a couple of people there, not so much in Utah because I wasn't there long enough, sure. but, but even they, they still follow it. It's just, it's creating those personal relationships outside the game that I think are very important. And, and honestly, it helps like, you know, uh, if you're struggling, if you need someone to talk to, you know, your family's not there, your significant other isn't there, you, yeah. you can kind of go to them for a shoulder sometimes. I mean, we're we're a young team again this year, and it, it, like I said, they're out there, they just want the best for us. You know, they want to support us, they want to get to know us. I mean, they mean no harm, they're, they're just good people that, you know, want to be, you know, a little more engaged with us, and I like it's just... There's nothing as, wrong with that. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I appreciate all them. I mean, I try to reach out to them and, you know, make time for them every time I see them again. And uh, I, I, like I said, I enjoy it. And I I just think it's important not just for, like, ourselves. I just think it's important for the game of hockey. I mean, I, and it made me think, again, like, for example, I, I always think of P.K. Subban. You know, he's another guy I mold myself after. You see all the stuff he does with the hospitals and stuff. He doesn't have to do that. But no, he doesn't. He makes time out of his day and his weeks, and, and, and he reaches out, and he's – He's on social media a lot, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, and you know he he's always reaching out, and I just think it's so important to uh, to do that and get to know the fans. I mean, they're the ones cheering us on, and I mean they're a big part of uh, you know our what we're all lives. trying to do exactly. So, no, oh, that's awesome. No, I had to I had to ask that because again, you're a very unique cat, Todd, <laughs> and uh, no, I really much appreciate uh, shining some light uh, on that there for us. One final question, and that's going to lead us into our next segment here. Mm-hmm. Morgan Stacy asks, and I have doctored this to, to make a nice segue, what are your overall thoughts about St. John's and the Growlers fan base, which leads us into this week's Growlerville feature? We're going to focus today on the great city of St. John's. And Todd, I, first first impressions, what, what do you remember when you first landed on the rock and got into the city of St. John's? Uh, well, chilly. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But um, as time passed, unique. It's one word I would describe St. John's in Newfoundland. Newfoundland is a very unique town, city. I, uh, that's the one word that comes to mind every time I think about St. John's. It's a little different. Uh, I, I love it, though. What do you love about it? Um, I, the people. The people, uh, I just feel like... I, I mentioned the story before. For example, we go out, you bump into someone. You might bump into someone here in Toronto, and all of a sudden, you're getting in a tussle. You bump into someone in St. John's. <laughs> they the apologize you, to you. Sorry, let's grab a beer. You want to talk. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so friendly. People care about you. You walk on the streets. I, I just feel like everyone's family out there. there. There's a lot of hardworking people out there. You can see it every day, the way uh, people of St. John's carry themselves. Um, I love the outdoors there, the hiking trails. Um, we were able to get on a few last year. Um, the whales is kind of neat. Uh, the icebergs. Uh, the weather, I mean, it's kind of interesting. You get a big dump of snow, and then it rains, and then it kind of floods, and then all of a sudden you it's like plus 10 and then it's cold again. And then <laughs> it's, it's actually a pretty fair assessment. Yeah, and then you got a hundred kilometer winds and we're not taking off till 10 at night, you know, just stuff like that. Like it's just, it's a very unique city and situation out there for the growlers. And I, I just embraced it. I embraced like the culture, you know, with the screeching in and becoming honorary Newfoundlanders. And, 
the fish, you know, the fish yeah. depot I always go to, get the salmon and the cod is great. Uh, we go to Sushi Island. Like, I had sushi this summer, and, like, it was good, but I was like, damn, I can't wait to get back out to St. John's <laughs> and have some more sushi because it's it's notably different out there. And um, you're a weather buff, too. I know that. So, St. John's, oh, what, what's the weather now? I assume that's we, what you... We have a severe thunderstorm watch here in Brampton today, and I'm hoping... It turns into a warning soon. I'm a big weather nerd. So, so. that being said, St. John's and weather, that's a unique spot in and of itself. Yeah. We talk, talk about your experience there. Sometimes, like you said, a little bit of everything on every day. Yeah, I mean, last year we got a big dump of snow. I remember trying to, you know, take to dig the car out. So we got about, what, five to eight feet that day or something crazy. It was really high. And, um, yeah, no, I enjoy, like I said, it, it's crazy weather, but, like, I enjoy it. Like I enjoy like a rainy day some days and one day is, you know, it's, it's very windy and I enjoy that too. It's just, I don't know what it is, but I mean, I've probably heard it before, but one day I will chase a tornado. I'll pay the, what the $1,500 or whatever it is that you have to go on a week long chase. You get to go with a storm chaser. And, uh, that's something I want to do. You know, like it's like the closet nerd coming out me. Like I enjoy weather. I just don't know. Have you seen the movie twister? That's probably not going to end. Well, I've watched that movie multiple times. You're probably the guy who could pick that movie apart. Oh yeah. I, uh, yeah, I know it inside out. Get out. I love that. But where did that come from? I I don't know. I just, why do you want to do that? That seems crazy. It's funny. I used to be scared of like thunderstorms when I was a kid, the big booms and I'd be in my room. I'd look out in the my door and to be the vacuum cleaner there i'd always think it was someone but now i <laughs> now i love it now like you can ask my parents in the summertime the minute a cloud comes in i'm out there standing until that thing until it starts pouring because i don't want to get wet. sure but i'm standing out there right until the the edge comes through like i enjoy everything i'm looking at the rotation and you know i'm checking the radar <laughs> and, and it's funny I'm, che- I'm like i said i was on this phone right after the bus just you could feel it in the air you could feel you can the, the air is very heavy so very you just, sticky you, you just know something's coming so i'm on there and it says severe thunderstorm watch and i haven't checked in about an hour but it's coming and i'm i'm excited for it so <laughs> i love that so yeah, yeah you're you must be in your in heaven in, in newfoundland with yeah. all the different weather we yeah. we've had coming our way and you said did you actually get out into the boat to see icebergs and that kind of thing yeah we did um i think there, i don't know if it was before the toledo series or after the floor right we had a we went out there and we did some icebergs we saw some nice big ones got pretty close and had some iceberg chunks to eat i guess you you know yeah I, I think your mouth and we had a couple iceberg beers and all that kind of stuff it was it was a really cool experience like i, I said it was something like i never really thought about until we started talking about it as the season goes on and you know mel and pards and like oh just wait till you see the icebergs come in and i remember neil would take the guys out all the time we like i said we hit the hiking trails and it was nice at that time because it was so much hockey and so much like yeah. stress uh, not stress but like no but so, it's stress you're amped up and like to get away we'd have our off days you know after a game and it was just like not so much strenuous hiking it was just more walking the trails get yeah. outside get fresh air see the sights of like you know st john's and surrounding areas and i thought that was actually important for us because like i said neil and kochi and those guys and that's our gary, equipment manager and our trainer, and our trainers and, and gary like would take us out and you know it wouldn't be everyone because everyone's sure, different that's, but yep. we, we had like five to ten guys and we would do out. that and we'd go like i said we did the icebergs as a team and then we'd go on the trails and that was kind of like our getaway just to refresh and like i said get out and do something different that's awesome it's like, down that stretch it's just hockey 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 like you have to be ready so it was a good reset button after every game and like I said, it has so much to offer. I just feel like there's so much. To do. The Mummers Parade, you know. That's you took that in. I was in. I I wasn't in that uh, that day, so it was a morning thing, and I, I was more just to get out, right? And, like, do something, just like move around, so I'm not sitting around all day. And yeah, I took that in, and that was 
I was. What just, was your first impression of Mummers? Like, you must be. What the heck is I going on? Had, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? I was like. If someone, if you walk, those people, like if they walk down a normal street, or a street, a normal not, street. not a normal street, a street, it. a street like out here right now, everyone would probably be, fre- be freaking out. But it's all good fun. Everyone's making noise. They got the ugly sticks, and everyone's just happy. Like everyone's having a blast. And it's just, that's so St. John's. That's their people. They're just always having a good time. You know, it's just, everyone's always excited, working hard, and everyone just cares about each other. It's just, it's almost like a whole nother world out there. I love it. Yeah. And, and, it, and that's my home. I grew up there. I played my minor hockey in St. John's, mm-hmm. and it's always been such a great hockey town. And I know you've been to a handful of the rinks around St. John's as well, different community events and skate with the pros and that kind of thing. Just talk about St. John's and what you know of it as a hockey community, including our fan base, yep. mile one, downtown, the whole the whole thing. I, you know, there was a while where a lot of people were saying maybe St. John's isn't a hockey town, but I think the Growlers proved uh, those people wrong. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. And to see all the rinks, they have some nice facilities there too. And I think hockey's alive and well in St. John's. I mean, I understand the situation where we were in last year coming in. Teams coming and going, it, it's tough. As a fan, are you going to keep going to games knowing the team's going to pull out? Yeah. And obviously the rumblings this summer with the whole lease thing. I actually didn't really know much about it. I reached out to one of the staff at one point just to kind of figure out, like, hear what's going yeah. on. And, and, they didn't even know at the time, and so I just kind of sat and wait, and I saw the rumblings from the fans on sure. social media, which I understand. It, it's, it's fair. It's, it's it is. It's an uneasy time, and I know Dean and Glenn did a great job with coming up with the ten-year lease, and I knew they were looking out for the best interest of you know the Growlers organization and, and the fan base. They wanted to be there, and I knew something would get done, but I, I just didn't. I didn't want to speak myself until it gets done. Exactly. It's everyone's on the edge of their seats. And like I said, I understand how the fans were. And honestly, now it's a relief and it just shows how passionate they were. I know that they were sending emails into the city council. That's right, man. And they were in droves. I mean, if I, as a player could be at some of those meetings, I would be because I mean, it's, it's, I feel like I'm from St. Like I feel part of the city and it's our team. It's our town kind of thing. And for, you know, it, I think they made a difference. They might not know it, but I think doing what they did is it's nice to see. And like you said, I think the fan base is great. Obviously they want hockey yeah. there and they were doing everything they could because us players couldn't be there at the time. So they have to, you know, take a little bit of that. Cause they, I mean, th- I think they're a big part of that and keeping us there. So if they didn't say anything, <laughs> maybe the city does go somewhere else. And maybe, maybe uh, Dean and Glenn, like I said, I, I don't know what all went down, but For sure. I, I know they got the job done and it's great. And like I said, Dean and Glenn were on top of that, and they did a great job. And I think the fans, obviously, were there to support all the way through. And now I'm really excited to see the kind of fan base we get this year. We're there for 10 years, and uh, we were able to do something special last year, and we want to do it again. And we can't do it without them. And I think they're amped up just as much as we are now. And you're absolutely the stress right. is gone for 10 years. That's there, right. We're, you know, it's it's Growler Nation for another 10 years, and that we can worry about that in 10 years from now. And that's right. So I'm I'm excited to see opening night and to see what the city of St. John's and, and the rest of Newfoundland and surrounding areas can bring to Mile One Arena. And I find it's interesting that on the Growlers team, this will be the second straight year in which you'll have a pretty significant Newfoundland contingent on the team and Marcus, uh, Marcus Power, Zach O'Brien, and James Melindy back. I find that a bit unique because you don't go to Orlando and you see a whole bunch of native Orlando guy. I don't know if that's, I don't think that's true. Yeah. It, that's a bit of a unique dynamic. Talk about what's, what's up with the, the Newfie guys on the team and, and what do they bring above 
you know what you see on the ice. Yeah, no, they're, they're great. I mean, just being from the city of St. John's, it was kind of rounding up the troops and going out together. You know, they they brought the guys together. I mean, I wasn't here for that first week, but from the stories I heard, I remember <laughs> you know guys getting sent down, coming down uh, to St. John's, and they're kind of wondering like, where are we? And and I remember hearing the stories of Mel and Marcus and even Pards and yeah. Obi just saying like, don't worry, boys, like you're gonna you're gonna love it. We're gonna have a time here, and I think they were very important to our first year team last year in terms of getting us rounded up getting us out together, getting us into the right areas, doing things as a team, and it just kind of spread. And that's what we needed at the beginning of the year. I think it, it honestly could have been maybe a bit different if we didn't have those four guys to kind of just take the entire team under their wing and kind of show us the city, show us what it's all about, yeah. show us how the people are. And like to have, you know, th- three of them back again this year, it, yeah. I, it's it's important again. And obviously with the returners, it's, it's going to be crucial to get, you know, these guys coming down and whoever we sign out of training camp to, you know, get them accustomed to St. John's, the team, the organization. And we want everyone to feel as comfortable as possible. And I mean, if we could do that, the sooner we do that, the better off we're yeah. going to be in the long run. So it, it again, it starts with the, the Newfoundland guys and the returning guys and the leadership group. And we got to take it under, uh, take them under our wing. And like I said, keep moving forward every day. I- can't wait to get it all started. Training camp's all fine and good, but uh, let's let's drop the puck here. You you alluded to it earlier, and I'm going to kind of bring us back to that uh, before we uh, almost clue up here. Big target on on the Growlers' backs this year. Obviously, no one wants to see the new kid mm-hmm. come onto the block and and take home the hardware. Yep. And now with the Growlers, I mean social media has kind of blown up over the last couple of days with people seeing the quality of talent coming to this hockey team from the Maple Leafs and Marley's organizations and like talk about what's the buzz like in the room like you guys must just be so excited to get things underway yeah it, it's it's excitement is a great way of explaining it I mean like I said last year is now going to be in the past and, right, and it's like it's the past few days at training camp it's we're not really worried about that I mean obviously we're gonna have a reminder with the ceremonies coming up but like we got to turn the page quick because, like you said, and I said it, is we're gonna have a target on our backs, and and we're gonna have there's gonna be good hockey players on this team, absolutely, no, no doubt. But the thing is, we still got to play the games. That's right. Uh, no one's gonna hand us any wins this year. <laughs> it's it's we're gonna have to fight for everything we get this year. This season is probably gonna be harder than last season. Like I the said, the booze will be louder. You know, yeah, the the, yeah. the guys are gonna be digging that much deeper. Yeah. Defending champions. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, just being obviously having good talent and. A good core back like teams are going to want to take it to us like even you saw last year teams fighting for the playoff spot down the stretch and yeah. we never had any easy games and it's going to be like that again this year because everyone wants to knock us off and i would feel the same yeah. i mean you you always when we played florida last year they're always a top team when you play orlando you play those southern teams you play you know teams that have had success in the past like you want to beat them you want to you want to gauge yourself see where you are see if you can compete against the best in the league and yeah. those are the best those are some of the best teams year in and year out so you got to be ready to go, and uh, like I said, I'm excited, and uh, we it, it's not going to be easy. Lots of work to do, and I'm not going to say anything. I just know that we need to work for what we're going to earn this year, and uh, I'm excited for the challenge, and I think everyone's excited for the challenge, uh, and I'm just excited to get after it again. I mean, another year uh, with the guys, and excited to see what we can do. It'll, it'll be a different story this year, so I'm excited to start you know, writing it, sort of say. I love that. I love it. this. Is the this is the first chapter. This is the prologue of uh, of the story. The second book here. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, and and one one more point. I think about the city of St. John's. That one of the best moments to me that really told me that St. John's truly is a hockey town is coming down over the escalator. And I mentioned this in the first episode mm-hmm. after 
the the last road trip in Toledo, coming back, seeing the fans that were there at the airport, and then seeing mile one for game six of the finals just come alive is really yeah. the only way I can describe it. And then we're talking about the, the parade on George yeah. Street and just seeing that community support. I mean, how did that how did you feel that? How did that impact you? It was it was it was special. It just you like I said, uh, as the season went on, as the playoffs, you could feel that buzz in the city, and yeah. then as the finals came along, like you could really feel the city was behind us. Like, like really built up. It really eh? did build up, and like we said, and uh, I think Mel said on the last show is just you know Snowy said we have a chance, an opportunity here to do something that no other team's done. It's special, and we kind of embrace that, and you could just feel, and you're trying to piggyback off the city's, you know excitement and you're trying to put it into your game and like like you said that barn in game six was electric it's, i've never you know, been a part i've been in that building since it opened yeah. in 2001 it was unbelievable and then after the game like you know you see videos of everyone just going crazy in the city <sighs> and the, everyone's honking their horns and the after party and um the parade like i i don't know i mean it's my first echl championship sure. i don't know what other teams do but to have a parade in in this league i didn't even know was a thing and <laughs> we ripped around town you had the ships uh hammering their fog horns and all yeah, that stuff and i love that you come back to george street and you look out and that entire stage area is just packed like something you see when they have those concerts shoulder it's, to shoulder there's people everywhere and they're they're humming and hawing and they're they're singing heave away and everyone's just going crazy and it's just like we did it like it we actually did it and it was like i said it was a team but we did it on the ice but like they were our sixth man in the stands and in the city like it everyone rallied together and honestly no better place to finish than like george street i mean we obviously spend time there throughout the year it it brings us closer together and to like share that with the city and then go out and be with everyone after everyone's congratulating you and you're just sharing good memories and laughs and just really soaking all in It it was a great experience and like you said hockey is alive and well in st john's and and newfoundland and the people are great. The fans are great, and uh, like I said, we need to need them again this year, and, and we can't do it without them. They're they're going to be a big part of us and our success. So no, absolutely, and and not to highlight St. John's above any of the other wonderful towns in the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. Lots of great hockey towns that we'll get to in future episodes. But mm-hmm. with someone like yourself, Todd, who I know got out in the community a lot in St. John's, myself being from there, I thought it appropriate to have you kind of chime in with with your side and your experience and everything that you had seen in uh, in the great city of st john's and and we saw a lot of it you know even over the in in st john's and surrounding areas in the last couple of weeks i can say out in paradise for example mm-hmm. with maple leafs camp and just yep. seeing the support there and and there's now a new growlers triple uh, a team in st john's yeah, that's that absolutely huge and just so much every rink you go into whether it's twin rinks or, or the old o'hare arena I, I'm, i've been away for a while i don't know <laughs> the name of all the rinks anymore yeah. it's just I've never seen the rinks as busy as they've been over the last year. And I think a lot of that has to do with the growlers and that renewed passion, not just in the city, but in the province at large. It's, I, do you guys really get a sense of that? On, I know that the hockey history of this province and this city became more known to you guys as the year went on. Mm-hmm. But did you really, do you really know the impact of what the first ever championship say in the province's history and the capital city's history is really meant to those people? Yeah. I mean, you could just see it, like you said, through the training camp. And like I said, all I say St. John's, I know there's all those little, of course, so I'm just tr- I'm, making yeah, sure everyone gets I'm, their due I'm including here. you guys too. Um, but yeah, you could just like I said, you could just feel the buzz. You see it on social media. You, the Growlers AAA team now, like it's just, 
everything's just kind of rejuvenated again and yeah. you know, it's like there's a there's a pulse and there's a heartbeat and it's it's nice to just be a part of it obviously winning a championship was special but there's obviously a lot of other things going on with leafs camp and every little bit helps and uh no it's it's exciting to see it's it's important to the the entire province and i'm just happy that we were able to be a part of it like be a part of something special and be a part of you know changing things and moving forward and kind of having a new direction in the the city and surrounding areas so it's really cool to see the fans really embrace that is that why you came back yeah oh definitely i mean like i said i enjoyed it i enjoyed my time last year i knew what i was getting myself into i knew what i was getting myself into this year and um you know you normally don't have i mean there's not many opportunities to go back to back and i just wanted to see if i could be a part of that if that's you know if we obviously if that's in the cards we'll knock on wood here yeah um so I just like just from top to bottom again. It's just it starts at the top with the Leafs to the Marlies to us. It's just the the people that you're with, creating those relationships that could help you in the future with job opportunities and all For that. Sure. And uh, it was just do another year. I don't know how much longer I have left, but I know I'm going to play another year, and I'm just going to try and do whatever I can to help the team. And I knew how many guys were coming back, and I just how like I said, good people. I mean, good people yeah. uh, is what brings people back. I think you look in any kind of organization if you're surrounded by good people you don't want to be anywhere else and you can sometimes put up with some things that might not be as ideal just because you have good people surrounding you and uh, lifting you up making you a better person and I think that's important uh, personally and then obviously to spread that on to the new guys and and like I said another chance to win a championship and that's obviously our goal and I just wanted to do whatever I could and to be a part of that you know at least another year and go from there so we'll focus on this season and see what's next goosebumps again still this whole hour just goosebumps it's awesome and i'm so excited for the fans in st john's and the province uh, as a whole to get to see that banner go up there's actually a contest being run through the growlers social media channels you can actually get a become a part of uh, of that uh, and actually be on the ice uh, as the banner is going up uh, one of the fans i think can win one of the rings that are that are coming uh, your guys's way there's just so much excitement around the team and around the new season and i know uh, me and you and everyone in that room just can't wait to get it all going i'm excited uh, you mentioned the whole sign up to raise the banner i signed up for it i want to raise that get banner. out oh yeah i was getting a good kick out of it i sent a snapchat to our group i signed up to raise the bad i know i'm obviously not gonna win but i had to do it for, <laughs> might have to get you out there. i had to do it for giggles so i definitely signed up i didn't know you could win a ring and all that other stuff for whatever else they give out but hey if i you know be out there at the banner all right it's like i'll, I'll sign up for could it be so, could yeah. be worse could be worse on that note i think it may be a time to conclude episode two of the growlers nation podcast todd skirving my very special guest thank you so much not just for jumping on man and i mean this from a very true place thank you for everything you do for the for the greater city of st john's in the area you really do come by it naturally and uh, and you know you really have positively affected a lot of people uh, in the province of newfoundland and labrador so thank you uh very much for everything you do and i uh, can't wait to see you back out there yeah thanks for having me on bells it was a good hour and uh, i appreciate your support like i said we can't do it without people like you and the rest yeah. of the organization so uh we appreciate all the help and uh encouragement we can get so i don't know where this podcast lives i know we got it up on google now it's still on uh, anchor which is where it's going to be hosted uh moving forward and i know into the coming weeks uh uh apple uh, podcasts and the whole nine yards so make sure you uh 
follow us and subscribe and, and rate us and all the things you're supposed to do to tell people to do <laughs> on podcasts. So on behalf of Todd Skirving, I'm Chris Ballard. Thank you again for listening to the Growlers Nation podcast. And make sure to get your tickets for opening night, October 11th, uh, against the Reading Royals, where that banner is going to sit in the rafters of Mile 1 Center for years to come. I can't wait. We hope to see you there. Goodbye from Brampton. You've been listening to the Growlers Nation podcast with Chris Ballard. Follow the Growlers all season long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at NL Growlers. Listen live to all 72 Growlers games on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash NL Growlers.